Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Romans chapter 12, and then we're going to go to the book of uh, Philippians, the second chapter, for a small reading as well. Amen. Romans chapter 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Pay close attention here. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say, my mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I know he continues there to tell you about that mind, but I'm just going to stop right there and just admonish this church tonight. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Brother Mason, would you pray tonight? Amen. Clap your hands as you're seated tonight. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. We are a fickle generation. We constantly change our mind. And I want to take a different approach tonight. So bear with me as I just lay a little foundation and then I'm going to try and preach to you. The mind is the human consciousness that originates in the brain and is manifested especially in thought, perception, emotion, will, memory, and imagination. The mind is where you make all of your decisions. The mind, contrary to popular belief, is where I'm going to say 99% of all spiritual battles take place. Huh? Contrary to popular, it's not in the hallway of your school, young person, where spiritual battles are fought. It's not in a home where uh, uh, things are not conducive for your spirituality, where, where you have a bad home. That's not where spiritual battles are fought. Uh, spiritual battles are not fought at your job where you work with ungodly people. But every spiritual battle you face will start right here in your mind. Matthew 6 and 24 said, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Some of us serve God with our lips, but serve Satan with our actions. I've come to preach to you a simple message tonight. It's time to change your mind. Paul said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Basically what he was saying was, 
take out this mind, this fleshly mind, discard it to the side, and put in you the mind of Christ. In other words, change your mind. Get rid of this mind, change it, and put in this mind. I've come to tell you that you're not gonna be successful, you're not gonna make it in this life unless you change your mind. You're gonna have to change your mind and you're gonna have to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're gonna have to lay aside every fleshly desire, everything fleshly, discard it tonight, take on the mind of Christ, if you're going to make it. Can I get comfortable tonight? Paul wrote to us in our text in Romans tonight about be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Paul was writing to us in Romans. But don't forget, don't forget that same Paul, one chapter earlier in the book of Acts, was persecuting the church. What happened to Saul? Saul had an experience with God on the road to Damascus where the Lord spoke to him and he sent a man to baptize Saul and changed his name. And the very next thing you see Saul doing or Paul doing is preaching the gospel. Acts chapter nine. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he's the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, is not this he that destroyed them? which called on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for the intent that he might bring them bound into the chief priest? What's going on here, Paul? One, well, one chapter earlier, you were, you were persecuted. What happened? You know what he said? He said, I changed my mind. I don't think that way anymore. I don't act that way anymore. I don't go those places anymore. I've had an experience with God, and I've changed my mind. I don't think the same way. I don't talk the same way. I don't walk the same way. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I have changed my mind. Uh, if I can get it into your spirit tonight before we leave here, some of you young people need to let the devil know tonight, I've changed my mind. I know maybe last year that's the kind of person, that, maybe last week that's the kind of person that, I, but not no more, Satan, not no more. I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna get a different perspective. I'm gonna leave this flesh aside. I'm gonna walk in the spirit tonight. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. What happens is we, we go back and forth. We take out our mind, just lay it over here. I might need it. Just lay it over here. Sometimes when we have our mind in, in we like to give people a piece of it. And uh, some of us gives too much more away. We're going to lose our mind. We lay aside that mind. Here's the problem. We keep it. Let's just keep it over here, just real nice. I'm going to put on the mind of Christ, but I know where that one's at if I need it. If somebody cuts me off in traffic, I can sure change real quick. Uh, I know it's funny, but it's true. We can change minds real quick. We, we can take out that mind of Christ and put on that fleshly mind real fast. We know how to do it. We've become professional at it. But, but watch this. We trade back and forth, and it's because we don't constantly keep the mind of Christ. Young people, hear me, that we struggle. Huh? You see other young people in the youth group, you're like, man, it just seems like it's awful easy for them. 
I, I don't under God must just have really gave them a good dose because they don't ever seem like they struggle with it. Here I am, man. I can sometimes I just don't hardly know what to do. Temptations at every door. I just don't. But that young person, what what is it different? That person didn't get any more Holy Ghost than you did. They got a made up mind. When they wake up in the morning, they got a made up mind. I will serve the Lord. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. I'm not giving in to, to temptation. But I got a made up mind with Jesus Christ. I'm not turning back. That's why it looks easy for that young person. They got a made up mind tonight. I will serve the Lord. Say, brother, brother Dan, I, I hear what you're saying. I can appreciate that, but I, I'm not sure I know how to do that. How do I keep the mind of Christ? There is no formula tonight that I can give you. There's no uh, Fibonacci sequence or, or, or geometric uh, equation tonight that I can give you. You want to hear what you're supposed to If you want to keep the mind of Christ, you know what you need to do? You need to wake up every morning. Today, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Today, I'm going to live for you, God. I'm making up my mind when I put my feet on the ground. I'm going to live for God. It's that easy. It's that simple. You just got to do it. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. Don't even bother me, Satan. I'm not giving in. I'm going to walk with Christ today. Watch this. If you'll wake up every morning, I promise you this will work. If you'll wake up every morning and say, God, would you forgive me? I know I can't think of anything I've done wrong yesterday, God. I, I, I can't. I, I really, I can't think of anything. But would you forgive me anyway? Maybe, maybe I, I listened to something I wasn't supposed to, or, or maybe I, I saw something on TV that, that it was, I was on the computer browsing and, and something popped up I shouldn't have saw. God, would you forgive me? If you'll start every morning with repentance. Kill the flesh. Now, let me, let, me, let me give you a little five-minute Bible study here real quick on repentance just in case you didn't know because a lot of us have the idea that repentance is, is God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Redirect my path. I want to walk with you. Thank you, Jesus. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I turned my life around, and look, I'm going the same way I was going when I started. Repentance is not 360, folks. Repentance is 180. It's turning away from that that you did look at and walking in a whole new direction. Here, here, here's a good way to tell. If something does not die, it's not repentance. If there's not something dead, it's not repentance. You know what the word repentance comes from? The Hebrew word menanoia. Has anybody in the building have any idea what that means? To change your mind. The Hebrew word menanoia, where we get our word repentance, means to change your mind. When you wake up in the morning, God, I'm changing my mind today. I'm laying aside my thoughts, my ideas. I'm putting in the mind of Christ tonight. I'm going to walk this journey. I'm going to walk my way. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be truthful. I'm not going to give in to anything. i got a made-up mind. I've changed my mind starting out in the morning. Huh? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, or if any man have the mind of Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If it doesn't die, it's not repentance. 
Start every morning with that prayer. Put on the mind of Christ. I'm walking with you today, Jesus. After the flesh dies, make up your mind, I'm going to live for Christ. Huh? In Joshua 24, we find the story of Joshua. He's about to die. Where'd my water go? Dear Lord, I put it over here. I'm fat and old. I get out of breath real easy. I can say it. Oh, Joshua's about to die. And uh, he gets his elders together. The Bible said he got them all together. He began to talk to them. He said, boys, we serve a great God. This is the God that, that brought us across the Red Sea. Remember that miracle, boys? Remember how, how we got there and Moses didn't know what to do and, and the Lord spoke and told Moses to lift the rod and he parted the Red Sea. Remember that, boys? Remember when we got in the wilderness and we didn't have anything to eat? Remember how manna just began to fall from heaven and, and we got thirsty and water came from... Do you remember, boys, how good God was to you? That's what Joshua was telling these boys. And when he got through with all that, when he reminded them of God's goodness, he made a statement. Joshua 24, 15, he said, And if it seem evil, unto you to serve the Lord choose you this day whom you shall serve you know what he was saying I, I'm not going to be here in a few days I'm fixing to die uh, you know I'm not going to be standing over your shoulder boys to make sure you're living for God huh young people uh, your youth pastor's not going to be able to walk to the hallways of the school with you every day and, and check on you are you still living for God uh, you, you, your pastor's not going to be able to show, on at, show up at the job every week and check on you are, are you living holy are, are you keeping good speech are you talking right are you living he said I'm not going to be able so you need to make up your mind today choose you this day whom you're going to serve Who are you going to serve? Make up your mind, boys. You need to live for God. There's a, I'm told, I'm told that there, uh, there, there is a thing in, in the, the U.S. Marines. When a, when a Marine goes to boot camp or to training, there's something called Hell Week. Maybe you've heard of it. They put these soldiers through rigorous training they test their bodies to the limit they, they make them go through stuff that it would kill most of us to go through they, they hold their head underwater for long periods of time because well, they're trying to get them men comfortable in that situation so that when the enemy gets them there they, they won't uh, they, they won't freak out and, 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 and begin to, to spill secrets about about our about our army and about our government they, they, they want to get these boys uh, trained as, as much as they can, and, and, they, and they put them through some stuff. And, and I'm told that during this training, uh, a, a large percentage of men will not make it through. They'll quit. They'll walk away. And they said, uh, they, they, they know these guys are men, and they don't like to be quitters, so they tell them, they said, if you got to quit, if you just can't make it, you don't even have to say anything. They place a bell over here and they say if you ever get to the point where you just can't handle it anymore you just have had enough they said you ain't got to say a word just go over to that bell ring that bell we'll put you in a nice hotel with a warm bed we'll get you something warm to eat we'll send you on your way the next day and you'll never have to look at this again and, they, and, and I don't remember the percentage but it's a large number of percentage of guys that go over and ring that bell but I'm told that during this exercise, during this training, this boot camp uh, of Hell Week, when it's the hardest, that 
uh, uh, if, if they're in the middle of an exercise and somebody just finally decides, ah, man, I can't do it anymore, they'll start to walk over to that bell and begin to ring it. But, but uh, their friends, their comrades will, will begin to cheer them on and say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. You can make it. Don't quit. Uh, uh, hang in there. You, you can make Don't, don't quit. Uh, you, look at what you've done already and, and just, just hang on just a little bit longer. And they said sometimes that person will stop. And they said they, they won't quit. They'll, they'll get back in and, and they'll just pick up where they left off. But 100% of the time, if a person walks that way, even if they're called back for a moment, 100% of the time, they'll find another opportunity and they'll go and ring that bell. You know why? Because once they make up their mind, once they make up their mind that they're done, they're done. You may talk them out of it for a second, but, but once they've got their mind made up, I'm quitting, they're done. Begin to think about that, Pastor. I begin to think, if we can possess such a will to quit, and we can have such a, 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 a thing that, that makes us so, uh, we're definitely quitting. We're a determina- if we can have a determination to quit, how come we can't also possess that same uh, that attitude that says, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving in. I'm not walking away. I've got a made up mind tonight. I'm going all the way with Jesus. Young person that's contemplating quitting tonight, turn that energy around. Place it back towards the cross of Calvary. Buckle down and say, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm going all the way. It's all about the power of a made-up mind. If we can decide to quit, can't we decide that we're not going to quit? Can't we decide that we're going all the way? Clap your hands and give him praise right now. Stay with me just a few more minutes. I'm going to get into the heart of my sermon right here. We need to get a made-up mind. I'm reminded... Of three Hebrew boys, and this is this. Everybody knows the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think about these boys, and uh, I'm crazy when when I read the Bible. I don't I don't know where I got this from, but uh, reading the Bible used to be so boring to me, huh? I'll be honest. You know what I had to do? I had to put myself in the pages of this book. I had to put myself in some of these, these, uh, these men and these women. I had to put myself in their shoes. What, what was going on? I, I want it to become alive to me. You see, we understand that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace. We know what happened. We know that they walked in and they came back out and God, they did not know that. When Daniel was sown in that lion's den, he may have believed and trusted in God, but he didn't know the total outcome that he was walking out of there the next, like you and I do. All through your Bible, it's full of deliverance after deliverance that we know the end of the story. But I want to back up today to where uh, they, they didn't know quite yet what was going to happen. Need some help. Here, come here, you two. Come help me. Come help me. I know he's getting here, right? Come on. You can write it later. He's getting here, right? Some good stuff. Three Hebrew boys. We know the story. King plays the music. Better bow. When the music stops, it's time to bow. I just wonder, Pastor, you think there was a debate up here? Shadrach, what are we going to do? Are we going to bow? 
I mean, look, look, there's thousands of people out here. And uh, Meshach, I think we should bow. I don't, I don't want to get in that fire. Bendigo, I, I'm scared, man. I, I don't want to get thrown in that. I, it's not the will of God for us to die in that burning fire furnace. It's not. This is a test, I know, but, but, but surely uh, God has us here. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's, I think it'll be all right. They know who we are. They know we're Hebrews, so it'll be all right if we bow. It'll be okay if we, if we bow. You know what? I don't think there was ever a deliberation. I don't think there was a debate. I don't think they had a discussion. I think that morning when they woke up, they said, you know what? We're Hebrews. We walk with the Lord. We got a made up mind. We ain't bowing. But watch this. Watch this. Time to bow. Everybody's bowed. Everybody around's bowed. Can you, can you imagine the boys over here? What are y'all doing? Are y'all crazy? You see that furnace up there? You better bow. I wonder if they begin to think about it then when they saw. Hey, let me ask y'all something. When it's time to bow, which one are you? Are you the one on the ground trying to talk your friends into it? Or are you the one that stands and says, we ain't giving up? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We, we come too far. God's been too good. We ain't bowing. We got a made-up mind. We're going all the way in this thing. I'm not turning around. I'm not succumbing to temptation. I will not bow. I shall have no other gods before me. God's been good to me, and him will I serve alone. They said, we ain't bowing. And you know how I know that? Because of the Scripture. The Lord spoke this to me a few months ago, and, 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 and I want to share it with you. Um, the, I don't believe that the victory that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego received that day was walking out of the fire. I don't. I don't. I think that was a product of their victory. I, I don't believe that their victory was, uh, was not even in, in not bowing. I believe that was a product of their victory. But their victory was in their statement. In Daniel 3 and 17, they said, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. That's great. That's where we live. God's able. We know he's able. We stand and proclaim him. My God's great. He's able. But can you make it past verse 17 into verse 18? Because this is where their victory was found. If not, be it known unto thee, O king, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image. They said he's able, but if he doesn't, we still ain't gonna bow. We got a made up mind. Whatever he puts us through, whatever he puts on us, we're gonna put our head high. We're gonna walk with Jesus. We're not giving up. We're not turning around. If he doesn't, what will you do? I just wonder, are there any saints in the house that you prayed for something and God didn't answer the way you wanted to, but I'm still gonna serve him. I'm still gonna walk with him. I'm still going with him. I'm not quitting. I got a made up mind. I'm going with Jesus. I ain't quitting. I ain't turning around. Forget about it, Satan. You might as well go find somebody else to mess with. I got a made-up mind. I'm going with Jesus every time. Yes. 
Be seated. Watch this. Watch this. Let me talk to you young people. Zone in here with me just a few minutes. I'm almost done. Hang with me here. Watch this. This is where we get into trouble. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're up here. I don't believe they debated. I don't believe there was negotiations. But we do. Uh-huh. I know. I were one. <laughs> I've been in your shoes. Huh? And I failed. Oh, yeah. I gave in. I've done it. Uh, more times than I ever want you to know about, I failed over and over and over again. Why? Because God wasn't good enough? No, that's not it. Because my pastor didn't preach it hard enough? That's not it. It's because when I got to that point of temptation, there began to be negotiations. <sighs> what can I get? Oh, can I do this? Will anybody find out? Oh, what can I do to make sure no one, no, I can't do that. What can, when negotiations start, it's dangerous every time. I believe it's still at that same 100%. When negotiations start, every time you're going to find yourself involved in sin. Every time. Watch this. Watch this. Jesus was at the, uh, at the marriage uh, in Cana, and Mary come to him and said, we're out of wine. He said, what's that got to do with me? Watch. He says, mine hour is not yet come. Okay? The very next place he goes when he leaves the wedding he goes to the temple. And there we find the scene where he is upset with the money changers. He goes in. He throws over the table. Watch this. He did not walk into that temple. And it, it wasn't just a, oh, my gosh, I'm upset. It, it didn't happen just spontaneous. The Bible said he sat down and made a scourge of cords. It was premeditated. He had a plan. The reason why Jesus told Mary at the, at the supper, uh, at the marriage, that uh, my hour is not yet come was because before he ever began his ministry of miracles, signs, and wonders, his intent was first to clean out the temple. Okay? Why was he so angry? Because they were negotiating in the temple. They were negotiating in their temple. Young people, if you ever want to see miracle signs and wonders, if you ever want to walk in it, in the glory and the and demonstration of God, you're going to have to clean out your temple first. There can be no negotiations in your temple. It angers God when you begin to question and debate, will I or will I not? You need to get a made-up mind tonight. Put on the mind of Christ and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm going to walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, I got to clean out the temple first. If you're going to make it, you better quit negotiating. Ask Eve. She negotiated with the devil. And look where it got her. Thrown out. Disfellowshipped. I'm trying to help you somebody tonight. I'm preaching this to you in love because I've been there. I know what it's like to be separated from Christ. I'm trying to tell you tonight, quit negotiating. Quit debating. Get your mind made up that I'm going to serve him no matter what. No matter what. Holly, come on, lift your hands right now. Come on, just begin to praise him right now.
Let me, let me hurry to music. Come, let me hurry to a close. Let me hurry. Let me get back to repentance. I'm not going to ask this question because I know every hand's going to be lifted. But how many truly want to follow Jesus? If I say that, every hand's going to be lifted. Every hand's going to lift. No, one, no one's going to say, I don't want to follow Jesus. But watch, in Luke 9, he said, if any man will come after me, if any man's going to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Most of us never have a problem taking up the cross, but we have a problem with the first part, denying ourselves. We have a hard time denying. Denying ourselves is dying out to flesh. Denying ourselves is to repent and change our mind. Watch this. John the Baptist denied himself, and because he did, he was able to make statements like this I must decrease so that he can increase. Watch, watch. John the Baptist laid his head on the chopping block and died. But pastor, he died a long time before that. He he didn't die. His flesh died a long time before that. He died out to the flesh long ago and made up his mind. I'm living for Christ. And when he got to the chopping block, I don't read where he began to question and debate God, uh, you know, I, God, never mind. I change. I, I'm not going to live for. Him. I change my mind. I don't want to live for him. Please let me go. No, no, no. He had already died out. He had already made up his mind. He was able to die there that day, knowing that he had completed the will of God for his life. Stand with me. I want to tell you one more story, and I'm going to open these altars. On October 23rd, 1983. A suicide bomber steered a truck loaded with the equivalent of six tons of TNT down the airport road in Beirut, Lebanon. He plowed into the four-story barracks where more than 300 U.S. troops from a U.N. peacekeeping mission slept, and he detonated what the FBI called the largest non-nuclear bomb in history. The explosion and fireball pulverized the concrete fortress, killing 241 U.S. service members, most of them Marines. They court-martialed the guard on duty that night. They said, what happened? They said, was everything secure? I said, yeah, everything was secure. Everything was in place. Nobody, nobody missed an assignment. Everything was, was just as it was supposed to be. They said, then why on earth was this allowed to happen? That soldier said, the only thing he knew how to say He said, when a man makes up his mind that he's willing to die for his cause, you can't stop him. And it's the exact same reason why in America just a few years ago, so many perished in New York City. Because those men were willing to die for their cause. And they were unstoppable. Hear that, young people. You got to hear that. If you'll make up in your mind that you're willing to die for this cause, and I don't mean strapping on a bomb, walking in. I'm talking about every morning waking up and say, flesh, you're not going to rule and reign in my life. Flesh, you're not going to control me. If you'll make up your mind, you're going to die for the cause of Christ. Every day, there'll be absolutely nothing the enemy of your soul can do to stop you because he cannot stop someone that's willing to die for their cause. 
Come on, lift your hands everywhere. Believe the Lord speaking to the hearts of young people all over this building right now. You say, preacher, I know what you're talking about. I'm tired of, uh, of going back and forth. I'm so sick and tired. I, I, want, I want to walk in the presence of God like never before. I, I want to see a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to see the glory of God. If you're ever going to experience that, it's going to come through a made-up mind. I wonder if some young person would make your way to this altar right now with your hands lifted high and say, I'm, I'm, I'm coming tonight with a made-up mind. I'm coming tonight to live. Who'll be the first to come to tonight will you come and say Lord I'm changing my mind tonight I'm taking out the mind of the flesh I'm putting in the mind of Christ I'm going all the way with Jesus I'm not quitting I'm not turning around I'm going all the way come on will you come will you come and seek the face of God tonight thank you for listening if you would like more information about our services and activities you can find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter with the username FACMC Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.